What up, everybody? And welcome to another episode of the Black Expat Podcast. Thank you guys for joining me this lovely Monday morning and rocking with me for yet another episode. I had a fantastic weekend. I did a little bit of relaxing this weekend, not going to lie. Hope you guys are diving into this Monday morning refreshed recharged and ready to tackle the work week whether you're working from home whether you're on vacation whether you're going back into the office or whether you are abroad and locked down on semi-lockdown or you know you're just hanging out having a good time living life because you're balling like that and you ain't got to go to work wherever you are and however you may be listening i hope you are having an amazing time a few quick things before we get into the topic of the day make sure you guys check out the black tea episode if you haven't already um, again, that is for patrons only after this free episode. Well, not free. It's just listed on my regular channel. My secondary channel is once you become a patron, you have access to all the footage that I don't show everybody, uh, the undisclosed footage, if you will. And you'll have access to all of the upcoming Black Tea episodes, which will be dropping every other Saturday. And sometimes I'll drop some bonus out of the episodes if I feel like it, you know, because there's just so much content to get through. I have three years worth of shows planned for the Black Tea. I have a decade worth of shows planned for the Black Expat podcast because, you know, being an expat is ongoing and things change, right? Coronavirus, things like that, things change. So there's always something to talk about, always another angle, another perspective to visit, and just always something new to learn. And I'm learning every day and I'm always inspired by amazing expats that I encounter and people in general who are just out doing amazing things. Also, um, my regular schedule, Black Expat Podcast, will be dropping Tuesday. So make sure you guys check that out. It drops Tuesday evenings around 10 p.m. And I'll be talking about my trip and my journey to being back home. And while I'm on the topic of being back home, the theme of the week for my morning check-ins, don't forget they're Monday. Wednesday is a live show at 7.15 a.m. And Friday is also a live show at 7.15 a.m., 8.15 Eastern, 7.15 Central Standard Time. But the thing for this week is uh, being uncomfortable, right? Uncomfortable situations, right? And why are we talking about being uncomfortable, right? A lot of people, uh, when I first moved abroad, and here's something that I've kind of just realized now, now that I'm back for, what, the fourth time uh, being back home for an extended period of time. When I first moved abroad, the questions were different. It was, okay, well, why did you decide to move to Taiwan? Um, you know, uh, what's keeping you there, right? Uh, but more so is what, like, why, why are you in Taiwan? What, what is it about Taiwan that's, that's just, that's so alluring that you've decided to make this place your home and not be in Chicago like the rest of us or in other cities where my friends relocated like LA and New York? Why aren't you back at home in the United States? Um, but this time when I'm back, uh, the questions are a little bit different. Uh, the question is more so, you know, what made you stay for as long as you were able to stay, right? So it's no longer, oh, you've been there for a year, two years, three years, five years, six years, seven years. It's like, man, you've been there for the better part of a decade. You've been living abroad or living between two places, mostly living in Taiwan, but for 11 years. Like, why? Like, what is that? And one thing that I realized about just the overall expat experience when you live abroad as an expat, that while it is, it has its perks, there's a lot of great and amazing things and amazing aspects of being an expat and living abroad. But one of the things I realized as I was thinking about, you know, the topic and the thing for the week and talking to other people about their experiences is that a lot of the time we spend abroad as expats is uncomfortable. It's super uncomfortable. And if you really think about it, a lot of expats 
choose to go home or tired of being or, of living in the space or the place that they're living that's not their home, they choose to go back home because it's comfortable. It's safe. It's secure. There's safety nets there. There's things that are super familiar to you there, right? There's not that much guessing that goes on. You know where your favorite place to eat is. You know where your favorite place to shop is. You know how to find everything you need. And while that is a good thing, you should be able to find what you need medically and for health and safety reasons. But all that other stuff is kind of just like a bonus, right? It's kind of just extra because you had to explore and to go out and do new things to figure out what those things are to figure out what you like to eat, to figure out where you like to shop, to figure out where you like to spend your free time. Now, there's a bonus element in that your whole family grows up in the same area and, you know, birds of a feather flock together. So your friends are in that area. So you can depend and rely on a wider net of people to help you in this decision making. But, you know, you you still have to start from somewhere. But as expats, a big part of what we do in our experience abroad is uncomfortable. And I've been thinking about this. It's like, hey, and why are certain people able to commit to staying abroad or even just moving abroad for a year or being in a new place, being in a different place? Uh, why are they? Why are some people able to do that or willing to do that or want to do that more than others? And, you know, I started, you know, examining. I'm not a psych- psychologist or psychiatrist. I did study social and anthro. So I am a sociologist and anthropologist. I do have that background uh, for, for university. I have my bachelor's in it. I'm going to get a master's in it soon as well. But. Like I had to, I just took a step back and I examined myself, and I realized that my upbringing was different. Um, I got pretty good grades, you know, straight A student, middle school, grammar school, high school, all that. Uh, was really, really into academics, but as a result of me being good academically, there were a bunch of programs and things that came up that I could be a part of. Now, I'm, I was an introvert. I kind of still am an introvert. Like I didn't like trying new things, but my mom was like, "No, you know, this collegiate scholars program." Uh, I see all the men I see as an adult, as the adult, the parent, how this could benefit you down the line. Do you want to do it? She would ask first. I was like, yeah, you know, but I, I would kind of drag my feet on it. Wouldn't be as adamant. And she's like, oh, no, you're going to do it. And you're going to go and join these other 150 kids from the city of Chicago that you don't know. And yeah, it may be a little nerve wracking. You may not fit in right away, but you'll figure it out. You're smart, right? And that was an uncomfortable situation. And I'm glad my mom did do that because that was an amazing experience. And I still am connected with people from that program to this day. But that's just one example of the many times that either I was forced to by my parents or not forced or pushed to from my parents to be in situations that were uncomfortable or I would willingly join uncomfortable situations. Right. My, 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 my scholarship for university, the Posse Foundation. Right. It's a full tuition leadership scholarship. But the audition was. They take kids from many different high schools in the city of Chicago, and they call it like DAP one at the time. It was like 150 kids, 150 students in a room, and you just do different activities with students that you don't know you've never met before, right? And I was one of two people from my school, that three people from my school that went. So I knew them, but they weren't in the same DAP as me. They made it a point to mix us up to see how adaptable we could be. But they wanted to put you in an, uncom- in an uncomfortable situation to kind of, you know, figure out how you would be. Could you thrive in university? Could you support other team members who are a part of your posse that go to the same university as you? Are you good at team building? Are you good at networking? Are you indispensable? That's a book title, but essentially that's what they were looking for. So I was like, for me, I'm like, man, in so many aspects of my life, and I really want you guys to think about this for yourself, in so many aspects of my life coming up, I was put in uncomfortable situations. Now, some uncomfortable situations are unavoidable, going to a new school 
right? Making friends, right? These are things that pretty much everyone goes through and we're all socialized differently because even though we go through those things, like I went to elementary school and grammar school with my older sister. So I had comfort there. Some people go by themselves. Some people go with multiple brothers and sisters. Some people are homeschooled. Like there's many different ways in which we experience that, but we all kind of experience it. But not everyone gets to become a member of the Posse Foundation or gets to become a collegiate scholar. Not everyone's parents push them to really, really put themselves in an environment that's just so foreign and so different with very few incentives that you realize at that moment, right? So I'm not getting paid. I wasn't being paid to be there. I wasn't being paid to be a part of these programs. It benefited me down the line through what I would learn, right? It's basically extended school, but with fun, smart people, people who are much smarter than me, right? When you go to work, there's a purpose behind that. So even if you're uncomfortable, you don't like the people, you are comfortable with that paycheck you get, right? So just, just think about for yourself, how often were you coming up, put in truly uncomfortable situations and you adapted and you enjoyed it. And then think about which uncomfortable situations that you willingly put yourself into. Posse, I willingly did that. Yes, there was a benefit at the end, but I wanted to be in that uncomfortable situation, right? When I'm courting a young woman, I willingly put myself in a situation where I could fail. I could be embarrassed, right? Did that several times, right? Some people can't do that. They can't walk up to someone and just start a conversation. That's why social media and cell phones and Tinder and all that has saved a bunch of people. Uh, because they couldn't go to a bar or be out of the pub or just be out on the street and walk up to somebody and start a conversation. Like, 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 do you remember how I used to ask someone, you know, to be your girlfriend? I used to write notes, right? I used to ask someone to go somewhere or to, or to do something. You would, you know, you would use I am or there were many different ways of doing it, but very few people, some people could just, you know, weren't fearless, afraid of nothing. Nothing made them uncomfortable. They would talk to any girl or guy, uh, sign up for anything, volunteer first for everything. They were just willing to put themselves out there. But that's not everybody, right? So what I want to focus on is like being abroad and as an expat is uncomfortable, but there's benefits in being uncomfortable. I felt like in every uncomfortable situation that I was put in, specifically while I was living abroad, I learned something from that situation. And I did have a foundation of experiencing these things, but it built character. And it made me realize for me, being abroad and being so uncomfortable in many different ways, what I could do, right? So things that I was capable of doing on my own. Because when you're uncomfortable, something, something needs to get done. You don't have your mom there or your sister there or your friend there to kind of step in for you you got to do it on your own. So you learn about, you learn, I learned a lot and you, you learn a lot when you put yourself in, a, in uncomfortable situations. You learn a lot about who you are and not just who you are, what you are capable of when you put yourself in uncomfortable situations, right? And here's the thing, a, a, a phrase and a word that I always use and I talk about a lot is, you know, the definition of insanity is, you know, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result, Right? So like, it's okay to be different, right? It's okay to be uncomfortable because you learn a lot about yourself, what you can do and what you what you can do, what you want to do, right? So when you do something that you were, that made you uncomfortable and you really liked it, it's like, oh, I was worried about this for nothing. When you do something uncomfortable and you realize that you didn't like, you're like, you know what? I will never do this again. Now I don't need to figure it. I don't need to wonder or worry. I know this is not what I enjoy. So, you know, and I've been back here with people and talking to friends uh, that, have remained in Chicago. And, you know, they were like, yeah, 
I, you know, I have this great job and I've been at the same job for 10 years. I've lived in the same area. I moved to apartments that were 10, five, 10 minutes away, but I've been in the same area. And, I, and we were just processing it because my friends really like to challenge me and challenge themselves. They were like, man, I realized, and they was like, man, I really you know, look up to you, Carl, because you were never afraid to just change it up, move halfway across the world, open your own bar, start your own podcast, you know, become a director, teach kids. Like you did all these things that you yourself never thought you would do where some of my friends were like, yeah, I, I stay right where I was most comfortable. I got a job that made the most sense. I climbed the corporate ladder. I made all this money. and But I've I've never really left the city. Like they've left to travel, yeah, and have, you know, quick three-day vacations. But they've never really been too far away from their comfort zone where they would be uncomfortable. And we're just kind of unpacking like, man, like what does that mean? And now they're like, well, shoot. Now I have the success. I have the job. I have the, the money. I have the savings. I want to do something that makes me a little bit more uncomfortable, but also comfortable at the same time, like relocating to another state just to see what it feels like, like what it could be like to not be in my comfort zone. Do you guys ever th- sit back and think and realize that your comfort zone is so comfortable that sometimes you don't even realize how comfortable you are and how much you're not experiencing because you're so comfortable, right? Like really think about your lazy Saturdays. Or lazy days when you don't accomplish anything. Why don't you accomplish anything? Why? Because you're so comfortable. It's like, man, I could go out to eat, but man, I got all this food in here. Or I could go exercise, but man, this TV show is really, really good. It's just levels of comfort. They're levels of comfort. And again, I'm not, I'm I'm speaking about them because I'm comparing the two, right? Because again, I came back home to be more comfortable. But I also realized how many things I was able to witness and experience and do because I was so uncomfortable being abroad. I had to create comfort zones, comfort spaces, right? I created a whole bar because I was tired of not hearing music that I wanted to hear when I went out to party. I was tired of showing up to places and not seeing Black people. I created a space for that, right? So oftentimes when we are in uncomfortable situations and you know feel uncomfortable and aren't you know, in these safety nets and safety zones, we end up creating these amazing things. And here's what I do want to say. I want to acknowledge this before people think I'm just saying, oh, you need to move out of the country or leave the state to get out of your comfort zone. I'm not 100% saying that. I'm saying that you should leave your state eventually. I think everyone should live outside of their town or community at once in their life, even if it's just for a year. Some, for some people, that's going to college out of state. For some people, that's getting a new job and forcibly relocating. For some, that's meeting the love of your life and them being from New York City and you're from, I don't know, Tennessee, and you end up going there, right? It's different for everybody. I do believe you should do that, but I'm, I'm not saying that in your current situation, you can't do great things from levels of uncomfort. Because for some of us, it's in the job that you have. You move up that corporate ladder, but with each step that you move up, you're not around the people you started with. You're around new people. They aren't your friends. They aren't your best buddies. You have to be adaptable. And when you're in that uncomfortable situation, you figure out real quick and your job figures out real quick whether or not you can do it, whether or not you want to do it, whether or not you feel comfortable doing it. I think the benefit of being abroad, you know, when you're younger, in your 20s, when you just graduate college, before you even go to college, is that you put yourself in a couple of situations right away and you find out where you are adaptable. You find out what you really are capable of doing if all the cards are on the table, but you're not risking as much because you're taking risk outside of your comfort zone. So when you get back to your comfort zone, you're ready. You're ready to rock it, to rock any job that you get. And nothing they throw at you can be worse than, I don't know, getting off the plane in China 
and barely speaking Chinese and nobody from the school picking you up and you having to figure out how to get from the airport to your dorm with cab drivers who speak little to no English. That's a true story, something that I had to do. I had to figure it out. And then getting to my school and none of them speaking English, no English receptionist at all. And the one person that was supposed to meet me, she was studying. <laughs> she met up with me after I went through all that and I finally got checked into my room. It was a 13 hour day, but I figured it out. Right. So I guess what I'm speaking to is like, man, you know, the the the, the ways in which I was uncomfortable abroad, not knowing where to get everything, learning how to go without not having friends and family that I can call on that were right down the street that could be there in a moment's notice, having to be my own backup plan, having to step outside completely outside of my comfort zone and open up to people in ways that I never thought I could or should have because I needed to process things for my own mental health. Creating family abroad, creating friendships, long-lasting friendships and relationships abroad. I needed to learn how to make connections, how to build connections, how to build relationships, how to maintain relationships in a different country, which makes me stronger now, I feel like, at building relationships and maintaining relationships with those I love and I adore and I and are dear, dear to my heart back at home. It made me better at communicating with my mother and my siblings. I'm able to open up more because, shit, I didn't have a choice when I was abroad. I had to open myself up. It makes I can speak freely about mental health. I can speak freely about my struggles, how I went through depression, how I overcame depression, how I how I failed. I think I can talk freely about my successes as equally as I can my failures because of the level of uncomfort, how uncomfortable I was being abroad. The situations brought out the toughness in me and brought out the best in me in ways that were just different had I chose to remain at home. I know what you think. Again, this is not a sphere or a motivational speech to get you to leave the country but it's just you know to understand that there is comfort in the uncomfortable right it's okay sometimes i seek being uncomfortable because it makes me do things that that i didn't realize i was capable of doing you ever notice how some people when you go out like they don't like asking people questions they'll need something they'll be lost or they can't find something or trying to figure it out trying to solve something but they don't want to be the one that has to ask a stranger or someone they don't know or a person who even works at a place they don't want to be the one to ask the question you ever realize that notice that oh because it's outside of the comfort zone oh no nah, you know i just figured it out on my own i mean until google was here how did how, how were people like that figuring things out i'm i'm people like that i used to be like that and you know how i got over that real quick Again, when you're in an airport in China and somebody's supposed to pick you up and nobody's there and you got to figure that shit out on your own and you figure it out. Oh, but now I have no problems, zero problems figuring that stuff out. But just imagine if you're always in your comfort zone, like always inside of it. You never step outside of that. You know, there's a huge percentage of you know people in the U.S. and other parts of the world. I think I said this in my last podcast that never leave their own town, never leave their own city. Like never. I'm talking about including travel. They're like, no, everything I need is right here. Again, there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. But you know, like if you're in a job or you feel uncomfortable, if you're in a situation, relationships, anything, where you're not comfortable, right? Understand it, recognize it, and appreciate the methods and the things that you're going to try to get yourself out of that situation. Because that is the learning moment. But you have to acknowledge that and understand that so that you don't repeat the same mistakes. 
And the next time you are uncomfortable, you know exactly what to do, exactly how to tackle whatever problem that is. And I kid you not, I was actually right before I started recording. I usually do like this whole prep thing before I get on the microphone because I get nervous just like everybody does. I get nervous, y'all. It's true. Um, I was legit on Instagram. This is someone, I'm not going to say who it is because I don't have a permission, but uh, she posts stuff like this all the time. She's really like out there getting people like, hey, black people specifically. She's like, man, America ain't for us. Get out of here, y'all. Let's just go see the world. There's so much the world has to offer. And to some extent, I agree. I think especially black people, but just everybody needs to get out of whatever country they're in and just see the world because the world is so different and there's so much to learn. And you guys have heard me say that countless times, so I don't need to keep going into that. But I'm going to read you what she posted. And she didn't write it. It was something that she found that she posted. I'm going to read it to you. I'm going to give you a little bit of feedback and I'm going to wrap up our Monday morning check-in because we already went too long, baby. Supposed to be 15 minutes, but y'all know me. I love hitting y'all with some, with some hopefully interesting things that I just stumble upon that, you know, expat related, but also related to people, no matter what you're doing and where you're living. But okay, here's what it is. If you're unhappy with your city, move. Don't get stranded with comfort zones and safety nets. Familiarity is good, but too much familiarity is not that good. A little risk and uncertainty can go a long way. If you're only staying because you feel it's secured and because you've, you're already living there for a long while and now that it is home or that it is convenient, well, you might want to rethink your decisions. Being comfortable can be a whole lot scarier than taking risks. You stop conquering magnificent things when you start getting comfortable. Remember, great things come outside of our comfort zone. So pack your things, leave your city, and move to another one if you must. Go out on this adventure to nowhere. Start anew. Search for a new place you might like to visit, a place you might like to stay. Now is the time. Home is where your happiness is, not where your comfort is. And okay, you know, I have a, I have a lot of feedback on that. One thing I do want to say is we have to understand that it's harder, it's easier for a single unmarried person to make these changes than it is for someone who has kids, maybe unmarried, married, and now no kids, married with kids. Like it's hard to do these things, but it's not impossible. But when I, again, this is my, actually my second time reading it. I didn't really process it. I just saw, you know, the, the main theme and I wanted to share it on the podcast, but it is true. Like some of the things that I've done the biggest things I've done, creating Arts and Crafts Bar, starting my own podcast, getting up every Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 6 a.m. to record these podcasts. I'm un- It's uncomfortable getting up that early. I like to sleep in. I have a job that starts at 8 o'clock, so I'm going to start getting up early. But it's uncomfortable sometimes. But so many great things have come from me, uncomfortable situations right? From stepping outside of my comfort zone for, for meeting new people and collaborating. Like so many things have come from doing these things. And, you know, one of the, the I think the, the biggest part of this that I really resonated with, don't necessarily hundred percent agree with, but resonated with me was when they said you stopped conquering magnificent things when you start getting comfortable. And I think about things like the freshman 15, right? When you become a freshman and you finally settle in college and everything's just so comfortable because all you, everything you need as a freshman in college is just right there for you or the relationship, relationship weight, right? You, you work out so hard, you stay in the gym, you stay fit and you eat healthy because you're, you're courting, you're courting, you're trying to find somebody who finds you attractive or you're trying to find somebody that's attractive and you do all this hard work. And when you find that person, y'all kind of like, you know, drop the ball on it. 
because either you're just around each other all the time and you, you, you're, you're, you don't have all that free time that you once allocated for yourself. That time is now shared with another person. And sometimes we overshare that amount of time. Like I'm a huge advocate for relationships. You need to make sure you maintain your own thing. If your relationships become too much of each other and not enough of the individual and then each other, it's doomed to fail. You need that level of separation because you have to maintain your independence and be your own person. So whatever it is that you treasure and that you did when you were yourself, you can't just cut all that off because you have somebody else. And no one else should force you to do that either. Like, no, be your own person. You need that. Sorry, I got a little bit off topic. But yeah, like, yeah, like the the level of comfort when you get too comfortable, how things kind of slow down, like you stop being creative. And that's why, you know, when I was saying like creatives, you know, billionaires don't do meetings in space for creatives it's so important that we stop take breaks why because when you do the same thing over and over again and respect a different result that's insanity right part of my content requires me to live i can't talk about things that i'm experiencing as an expat if i'm talking every single day i'm not giving myself time to experience it all the way through like like when you think about the the the, the check your privilege podcast i did I had that idea in April <laughs> when but the pandemic was happening in Taiwan and all those things. I had it in April. I didn't record it until June. I took a month off. I needed to live it out to be able to fully talk about it. And that is okay. When I came back and I'm doing podcast, I'm going to do this, this system, this setup, all of August. I'm going to take another week and a half break. Why? I need that time to live because my lived experience comes, comes out in this podcast. People are always like, and I realized because people were telling me this past week too, like I was either the first or definitely one of the first three, three to five, sorry, one to one to three black expat, black expat podcasts out there. Like not on YouTube, but podcasting. Like I've been podcasting for eight years. This podcast boom happened during the pandemic. I was a hundred episodes in by the end. <laughs> this, this ain't new to this. Ain't, I'm not new to this. I'm true to this. This is my passion. This is what I love. This is why I want to do this full time. This is why I'm making changes. So that way, if I do go into podcasting or have my own radio show, which is what I want to do full time, I got the work. People say, oh, why are you qualified? Bam, baby. I'm on episode 158. And I can tell you from experience and from my audience and from my numbers, I've only gotten better with time. <laughs> I got some bad episodes. Like everybody has a bad day or a bad episode or a bad recording, but I'll put it out there anyway. Because that way my fans will remind me or my followers will remind me. I'll remind myself, do better next time. But yeah, it's just but again, being uncomfortable, stepping outside your comfort zone, right? And you know, it's interesting. People say being comfortable can be a whole lot scarier than taking risk, right? And again, I, I do want to recognize and advocate that, and re- not advocate, but advocate for people who are just not built like that. Some people aren't built to take risks. Some people are built to play it safe, whether they suffer from anxiety or just it's it's super scary, like it just drives them crazy. Some people aren't built for it. But I think most of us, most of us should, most of us can, most of us will in some ways. It's just when that happens, right? The one thing people always say, and this is a stupid Transformers quote, when you look back on your life, aren't you going to want to say that you got in the car? Well, when you look back on your life, aren't you going to want to have no regrets? And not, you know, stupid little things like, oh, I should have talked to Keisha or I should have, I should have kissed Stephanie in the, in the mouth or, you know, not, 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 not silly or simple like that. But like, man, like, I'm glad I took that job in a new state. I'm glad I walked away from this toxic relationship. I'm glad I cut that person out of my life. I'm glad I moved 
I move to the next level in this job. I'm glad I created this for myself. I'm glad I started that project and finished it and maintained it for years until I just couldn't maintain it anymore. I'm glad I did something different. I'm glad I embraced the uncomfortable. I'm glad that through the uncomfortable, I created something that was comfortable for me, but I didn't stop there. I, I, not, I didn't just lay down one safety net. I kept rebuilding and rebuilding and rebuilding by stepping over them into the uncomfortable and creating a new safety net so that I could keep moving forward and building and moving up. So again, as an expat, that's our daily life. Everything is uncomfortable. Going to work when nobody really speaks your language except your coworkers. And even then, they're from New Zealand. They have accents from New, New Australia. They have accents from England. They have accents and don't speak the same type of English that you speak. Uncomfortable. Going to the doctor in Taiwan and nobody really speaks fluent English and trying to figure out what they're talking about when they're going to cut you open to have a hernia surgery. Real story. Uncomfortable. Walking down the street and people staring. Uncomfortable. Just because you're black or just because you're foreign. Uncomfortable. Getting on the bus and probably might get lost and having to speak another language to figure out where you're going. Uncomfortable. People in America, same thing. Levels of uncomfortness, levels of uncomfortability, but they don't stop us. We power through it. We get through it. We thrive through it. And it only makes us better. And when we're tired of being uncomfortable, we're tired of being in a situation that doesn't make us who we are as expats. We create. That's when we create. You either create or you run away. I'm going back home. This is too uncomfortable for me. This is too unlike what I'm used to. But then you go back to what you used to, you realize like, damn, this is hard too. This is a different kind of hard because I'm so comfortable. People are like, oh, I can't date abroad because it's too hard. It's so uncomfortable doing it. Go back home, like, man, this date. I've so many people that struggled dating, and myself included, struggled dating in Taiwan, specifically Taiwan. Came back to America and said, damn, it ain't no better here. <laughs> it ain't no better. Because the world is, for a year that you're removed from society, things have changed. It was like two and a half years time where it went from me meeting people face to face in a bar and having conversations because our phones could do nothing more than text call and maybe get on the internet to use Google Maps to now I meet people are being met through Tinder and through apps and meeting as friends and then meeting up out and then still being on their phones and talking through their phones. That happened within like a year and a half to two years time. The world changed. I came back to America. I'm like, man, this is so different. Even something simple as how we eat. In Taiwan, everything was open. I came back to America. Now it's order online, pull up to a parking spot. People will run your food out to you. Uber Eats and DoorDash and Grubhub have all taken off. Because why? Americans were put in uncomfortable situations. They still wanted to eat. <laughs> right? McDonald's had to pay people $15, $20 an hour just to come work. Uncomfortable situations breeds excellence. <laughs> and that's a prime example. But I have talked for way too long. Uh, I'm going to make sure to keep these at 15 minutes, as promised. I hope you guys have really enjoyed today's Monday check-in. hope you guys have an amazing Monday. Again, if you have questions, comments, concerns, thoughts, feedback, shoot it to me on instant message. If you want to see me an email, it's junior at theblackexpatpodcastnetwork.com. Yeah, I know it's long, but it's easy to remember because it's literally linked in the description of this podcast. But yeah, I'd love to get your feedback. Any topics you want me to kind of dive into? Any more challenges? You know, I connected USA basketball to expatriatism last week. So anything you want me to touch on, talk about, or if you want to join the live show, send me a message. I'll send you the Podbean link. Or if you're already in the Podbean app, you know what time I'll be on. Uh, Once you see the show go live in Podbean, 
click call in, call in, talk to him, talk about whatever, talk about the topic I'm talking about or whatever. Uh, the next show on Wednesday, I'll be talking about uh, dating, expatriate dating, polygamy, but also, uh, yeah, polygamy, all kind of interesting stuff. So make sure you guys tune into that. I'm going to keep that episode short because I know I'm going to get some backlash from that. Some for some friends, from some friends I've had this conversation with already, but definitely, definitely check out this Wednesday's episode. But thank you guys for tuning in to another episode with me. My name is Carl, the Black Expat of the Black Expat Podcast, and I am out of here.